Hello, everyone. This is KC, and I wanted to take a minute before you listen to this week's episode, the final one of the season, to give you some updates and just to say thank you for listening to the podcast and for all of the ways, big and small, that each of you are contributing to your own communities. This has been, you know, really a bit of a wild season for me, becoming a parent and then losing Jamil as my longtime co-host. Frankly, Jamil was the co-parent of the podcast. He and I still talk basically every day. So frankly, you know, he's still here with us um, as an important influence in my life and on my thinking. And this show really continues to be one of the most meaningful parts of my work. And I'm grateful to everyone behind the scenes making this possible. Diana Riza, Allison O'Leary, Cindy Cardozo, Gian Chan, Joe Bertolino, and of course, Jamil, and our many, many guests, my many guest co-hosts this season, um, and to you all, our listeners, what's a podcast without a listening audience? Grateful for you all. The very exciting news I have to share is that we're building a fantastic team for next season. And we've got a lot of fresh ideas, diverse voices coming into the mix, including in the co-host seat. Um, but we're cooking up some really interesting things for next season um, that we're all very excited about. We're going to keep bringing you the real talk. So stay tuned. If there are episode topics or guests that you want to hear on the podcast, now is the time. Please reach out. You can email us at realtalk, no punctuation, realtalk at southernct.edu. You can follow us or talk to us on Facebook and Instagram at realtalkhighered. And in the meantime, enjoy today's episode. It's a beautiful way to wrap the season as 2022 comes to a close. Enjoy. Welcome back to Real Talk. I'm Casey. I'm so excited for this conversation today. And it's something I think about a fair amount, political participation and young people. And this fall, this election season, I was reminded of this. In one of my classes, we were talking about the election, people's plans to go vote. And I had a lot of students who were really jaded, who were like, voting? No. Mm, doesn't matter. Not for me. Don't see themselves represented at all. And then at the same time, I was looking at data earlier today from Tufts that just came out about this most recent election that shows that youth voter turnout actually was the second highest in three decades. So 27% of voters age 18 to 29 voted. Um, there's also data that shows that young voters are more likely to trust elections, feel democracy is secure, believe in it, um, and that the younger, number of young people running for office is increasing. Um, and in fact, there are more youth of color running for office than older people of color. And millennials and Gen Z are, of course, the most racially diverse generations in the U.S. So, I mean, there's a lot there. I mean, on one hand, you have a, a whole bunch of people who are like, this isn't for me. Politics is not for me. It doesn't represent me. It's not how um, I think I can make change. And then on the other hand, we have this increasing political participation from youth running for office, voting, protesting to demand um, social change. So our guests today are going to help build on that momentum and hopefully speak to those of you who have counted politics out. So my two guests today are here to tell their stories. We're going to chat about, I guess, who knows what. 
um, and demystify what it's like to run for office, what it's actually like to serve in leadership positions, whether that's local elected office or student government. I have with me Alex Grant and Abdul Osmanu, both students at Southern Connecticut State University. Alex was the project manager in my capstone class this year. We just wrapped up on Monday, actually, two days ago. Um, and the, the team organized a dialogue between student leaders of color and police on campus, uh, talking peace with police. Um, so I met him for the first time in his capacity as a leader. He's also the vice president of the Student Government Association. And Abdul Osmanu was elected in 2021 to the Hamden Town Council at the age of 19, which blows my mind, um, and is also the first Muslim member of the legislative body. Um, for listeners who are not in Connecticut, probably not heard of Hamden, uh, which is the, the neighbor, the cousin to New Haven. Um, our campus is actually split between Hamden and New Haven, and I call my home um, Hamden as well. And it's 60,000 plus people, so it's not a small town, not a small town. Um, thank you both for joining me today. And I want to start with your story. So Alex, can we start with you? So you're in the SGA, student government. How did you get into politics? Oh, boy. Were um, you in student? Were you one of the little kids like running, <laughs> running the student government in, in elementary school? Yeah, no. So that's funny. Um, from elementary school, high school, I actually never did anything extracurricular. Really? Yeah, I, I did sports. So that, that was pretty cool. Sure. Um, but was never captain. I was JV captain one time. I was like, they were like, you're good, but like not good enough to play varsity and you talk a lot. So let's just throw you in, in that spot. But um, yeah, no, so I've never done anything like past that. But then um, once I got to Southern, there was a lot of focus on leadership and I never really, never really did anything that like focused a lot on leadership. So I was like, you know, student government looks cool. And they do a lot of fun stuff. So I went to a few meetings and I don't know, I just enjoyed it a lot. So like, so what was that first moment that had you go to a meeting? Um, honestly, I got a lot of just push from my friends. Um, okay. So um, positive peer pressure. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, um, my girlfriend and I, we both do like a lot of different leadership stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's, we have like a running competition between us. Um, so we both were interested in student government mm. and she was a lot more interested than me, but I was like, dang, like if she does it, then she's going to be one upping me. So we went together. <laughs> um, so then that was kind of just how I got into it. And then hearing all the, um, I guess all like the influence they had and all the opportunity they had to just help um, different initiatives around initiatives mm. around campus. Uh, I was just like, I, of course, I want to want to participate. Interesting. I uh, truly, as someone who just met you, I would have thought like, oh yeah, you were like up there running things in, in the elementary <laughs> school, <laughs> presenting <laughs> at the PTA. I could see it. Yeah, but no, um, I yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just, I guess, Southern was kind of just the spark in terms of, um, you have the ability to be a leader, and uh, obviously in different capacities. And I was like, why not? Let me take a take a stab at it. Mm. Look at you now. All right. Abdul, <laughs> how, about, <laughs> how about you? Um, what is, I just, I mean, what is your story? Yeah. Like you obviously didn't come into politics when you're 19 and then get elected to office. That journey must have started. Yeah. That. Yeah. That is very much true. Um, and it's something that I like to be like really honest about. Yeah. Please. Um, because like, I guess sometimes people will get like the really incorrect like connotation that I just like popped up as like 19 year old Abdul and was like, yeah, I'm going to like run for office. It's like, no, that's, it, that's, it doesn't work that I way. I wish it worked that way. Yeah. Um, it definitely should work that way. Um, and I think, you know, some of the changes that like we're seeing like nationwide reflect, you know, where like that mm -hmm. is you know becoming more normal um but for me like growing up i never you know i too wasn't like the kid that would like jump at like the leadership roles and positions um mm -hmm. 
I had tons of friends that egg me on and be like, oh, Abdul, like, you definitely have, like, the qualities to, like, you know, be, like, class president or whatever. Um, and, like, I just, like, come up with some, like, teenage excuse of, like, ah, like, it's not cool. It's, like, it is <laughs> so-and-so. Um, but um, I think I really saw myself getting involved in politics more a bit. Um, when I was, like, 14 or, like, if yeah 14 yeah i was taking like um uh, ap us government mm -hmm. um and i had like two councilmen um that like were in my town um just like show up they're pretty young um interesting in like 20s yeah um so it was like a pretty cool experience for me um yep. and they were running for election um and they were like hey you want to like knock doors for the summer um and just like do like really cool like campaign work with us um, and a 14-year-old Abdul, I was like, dang, like, I'm just going to be, like, out of the house in, like, different parts of town that I've, like, never actually seen before. Because mm. Hamden is a geographically it's huge. Yeah. huge. It's huge. Um, so, yeah, I was like, hmm, this actually sounds like a really great experience for me. Like, mildly involved in politics, like, like, mildly interested in politics at that time, but mm -hmm. not really so interested. Um, and, yeah, like, I guess that summer, like, I really fell in love with, like, talking about small things, like getting people's sidewalks paved and like making yeah. sure people's trash is, are picked up on time. Yep. Um, and from there, like I just, you know, and, and it's pretty interesting. Like you sometimes in the campaign world do see people like drop off, like after like a while, like when they first get in, but I was just that one guy that just like kept on like showing up. Um, oh, sure. So from there it was like, okay, like Abdul, like you just like showed us that you know how to like competently like knock doors and like talk to people. Um, like, Hey, you want to like do some, like much more like higher level like behind the scenes work mm. um and then that was pretty much like my experience for another like yeah like three-ish years um it's a long like, time yeah it's weird where like um i'll kind of get to it but like where i'm at right now like i'm on council as well now i'm newly like 28 my birthday was like uh two weeks ago mm -hmm. um but like there are members on there that like you know it's our first term like collectively but like i actually have more like actual political experience then um so yeah like that those three couple of years like just like right. pretty much doing a bunch of random political work around the state like <laughs> just random corners of like the state where it's like oh yeah dude like i've been to norfolk mm -hmm. um i didn't even know there was a norfolk connecticut <laughs> yeah like i just could name you like random places in connecticut and, and you've be, been like, there yeah like i've been there um and then i kind of like started to focus a bit more on like things like back at home um and it was kind of weird where running for office was kind of the decision that like cool like i've been the guy that just goes around and like does stuff i've worked at like senior levels of campaigns like mm -hmm. i've actually managed a campaign in like my freshman year um like my fall semester um deputy a co-deputy campaign managed like a state senate campaign in like the spring semester of like my freshman year and it was just like cool like i'm in a weird spot that like i don't really have too many parallels for so right. i might as well just try running for office um because i have you know the qualifications that i think i need to you know do a great job for my community um and it's also you know a great time to figure out whether this is actually like right for me yeah and I mean, how's it going so far? Um, it's going pretty great. Um, like like I said, I'm stepping in there with like less of a learning curve because it's like right. I just like had time to like observe like how things really work. Um, and then like councils, you know, it, it's volunteer type work 
but yeah. it's it's full time. It's like a full time commitment, right? Um, Which like, is a barrier for a lot of people, right? Yes. Yep. Um, where I'm lucky, where like I'm a college student, um, and like I've got like a decent amount of time like on my hands to just like freely like work on things, um, and be like the most like effective like legislator I can be. Um, where like that's not necessarily the case for like some of my other colleagues. Um, so that's like something that I've you know had the really good luck to do. Where like I've been able to like co-sponsor and like get done like pass like a lot of legislation like within the town. That's um, so wild. I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I mean, I know that you're just you, and like you just have that experience of being a person as the life that you've lived. When I think about to myself, back to myself at 19, I was light years away from. And frankly, still feel like years away from from political office. But I just think, like, I mean, I'm excited that we're seeing more young people who are running for office. That's amazing. I think it's really important. I want to talk about what a difference that makes. But, like, what about the folks who are not, like, you had experience, you had the confidence to do that, you had relationships that supported you. Um, but I think a lot of people don't see a pathway in, you know, like what, what kinds of things, I mean, certainly you being out there and people seeing you and being like, Oh, okay. I know Abdul. He's a nice guy. He just, we had class together or, you know, we ate lunch and like, okay. And he also does all of this work. I wonder what that's like. That could be a pathway in knowing you. Yeah. Yeah. But what are some other pathways in that you think i mean i think the pathway that like i and like in being on like you know management type levels of campaigns like i've had to ha have that had the ability to kind of like foster relationships with like interns um yeah. and people on those campaigns and it's like i think there's multiple ways in um like if there's something as simple as an issue that you actually like care about um, it's just as simple as talking to your friends um, and people that actually care about that issue as well um, and finding a way to like make your voice heard where it's like cool I actually as a story and anecdote like I'm you know on like town council um, but like a really great method that I really use to like actually get work done and actually like keep constituents like involved and actually reach out to people that usually you know aren't even traditionally involved is like cool like you have a problem on your street that you want to get fixed um i'm going to ask you how we can get that done together um, <laughs> right because it's like much easier like i'm one out of 15 people on council but like if i have a whole entire community of people behind me like that's how we get stuff done and like just finding those issues that get people to tick um is right. you know not only what you know it, it leads to like good legislation but it kind of like taps into some of like the more like organizing foundations like that i really have right. like cool like cool what agitates you mm -hmm. um and how can i how use can that to it? like um fix it and like spring you into action right yeah i think even like doing your research because I, I i worked with lobbyists for an internship uh last year it was, i think it was either fall semester or spring semester um it was a part of like my political science minor mm. and um if you just go if you hear about it, if you first of all doing research is really really important just like mm -hmm. looking at different bills that are happening um, and it's like super intimidating because like the way websites are laid out, especially like yeah, there are state oh, legislation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's it's really intimidating. It's um, and it's hard to navigate, especially like in our day and age where everything's much easier um, laid out. But like yeah. you'll see that when there are bills that people are upset about, there are people at the Capitol right outside the chamber with signs. So even even if you're not participating in that, just going and 
having the ability to talk to those people and be like, what's going on? Or if you know what you're upset about and you don't want to be like the person, the front line yelling, you could still be there in support of it. So like, like Abdul was saying, literally just involving yourself in issues you care about is like the best way to start. And especially like going to just stuff in the New Haven Green, like when a politician is putting on something like that happens all the time. You can just go and just talk to people and ask questions too. Right. And I think, you know, especially after the pandemic, I think it takes something extra to get people to oh, yeah, show up yeah. to stuff. And and so, I mean, that's just an invitation to listeners to also like that teacher who invited those councilmen into your class. Like what a great thing to do. Yeah. Yep. What a great thing to do at any level, frankly. Yeah. And I actually got to go back like last uh, spring. Oh, you did? Yeah. And I talked to students and yes, I was like, hey, did. like, look at this. <laughs> yeah. like Same teacher. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. So what? A, yeah, that's an amazing opportunity um, just to give people an experience and like a face because it is like politics is all about relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we, even, yeah. we didn't even have people here that are in the state legislature uh, or in the state legislation that um, work at Southern that you can just go and talk to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because Ga- Gary. Gary. Yeah. yeah I, well, I just like walked yeah. by Gary earlier today. Yeah. I was like, hey, Gary, what's <laughs> up, man? Mm-hmm. Gary Winfield. <laughs> When I was getting um, into politics, he would literally be like, he would see me be like, hey, Alex, this is what's happening today. You should go. And it was simple as that. So, mm-hmm. like, I know it's not as easy and there's diff- there's definitely different circumstances for everyone in terms of getting to know people and finding certain people. But once you find that person, that's pretty much like the gateway in. Just someone that has knowledge. Mm-hmm. And making invitations and accepting them yeah mm-hmm. and like you know the knowledge could be something so small and simple where like i've seen instances in community where it's like oh it's that one old head around the block that's just been there for like 50 years and knows all the issues sure <laughs> and it's like yeah like yeah it doesn't ha- yeah for sure it doesn't it doesn't have to be uh the the adorned uh gary winfield for sure <laughs> right. yeah but that was my gateway well i mean but it's it is true that like state legislators especially like people in local government are like they are working at universities, their teachers, their parents, their students, they are dentists, you know, like that is not there. They're not like at the Capitol, like doing like Congress people. Yeah. They're living in our communities and often we have some sort of connection to, to those people. Yeah. I would say, I would say your chances of running into a state legislator because in Connecticut it's part-time, right? Yeah. It's, so. Also there's every a, state is argument, different. There's an argument for it actually being full-time, but that's not for this uh, podcast. Oh here. Yeah. man. I would um, love to talk. I, about I went I down a rabbit to. hole the other night when I was looking at some states and how they like some states pay a per diem and some or travel costs. Oh, mm, some pay zero. Um, some pay like very like for state senators and things like that. Um, and then some places pay like a wage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's arguments like, I think to be it, made. It's inherently a problem when you yeah. have um folks that like, you, you know, some of your folks that that like um more like the economic, you know, uh bottom uh of the ladder uh, out of our like our state legislatures that are, you know, right. um finding a way to make it work. Then you got like good old buddy from like Greenwich that like I quote you I think I from a legislator like there was a legislator that pulled up in like a helicopter and it's like, oh yeah, there's yeah. An obvious, like there's like multiple it's just like there's an obvious problem there um when yep. like like in terms of like inequity um, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so right that there's not a I mean do they get paid at all it's a small oh amount, yeah right? they get ten thousand maybe it's uh, not no no it's a little higher than that um it's in like the thirty ish I think they just bumped it up it was. Previously in the twenty thousands, um, and it's up to thirty. But that's like, that's you putting in a ton of work from January to June. Yeah. But even like really great legislators that actually want to get stuff done, 
work pretty all year. Much, yeah, they work all year. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah, and it's obviously if you have resources, so that's much easier to do than than if you're trying to, you know, support a family. Yeah, well, that's money. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to ask this. I f- I feel like the conversation in public discourse about young people um, is like either like, oh my god, look at these young people; they're amazing. They're going to save the world, right? Uh, or yeah. it's like young people are ruining everything. You know, I feel like it's there's this a uh, uh, binary. It's like they're either saviors or they're like ruining stuff. Or sometimes people say both in like the same sentence. I mean, the truth is a lot more complex and it's somewhere in the middle. Um, but what difference, I mean, I do think that having young people in elected office changes things. Yeah. Um, having people at the table. Um, what, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Either of you, both of you. Uh, I mean, I would just say that I think having young people involved in anything is inviting new ideas, yes. um, especially in our state legislation where you see people that are um, pretty pretty old um, and have also been in their position for a while. Mm-hmm. You, you're, go- you're not really going to have a lot of opportunity to see innovative ideas. So like when you have young people involved, that's their opportunity. That's the opportunity to do that. Um, and again, like it's so intimidating for young people because they feel like, oh, this person already knows so much. But mm-hmm. like everything you do is always a learning process. So that that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I think that um, I, I I wouldn't say like carte blanche that like just having young people um, inherently makes everything better. But there is like a certain like aura um, and like exuberance that really is added when you have like the perspective mm-hmm. um, of, of young folks, you know, implemented into like, you know, you're just everyday politics. Because um, like kind of like Alex said, you have um, people that have really been in legislatures legislature for like a really long time they kind of get a little jaded um or like they you know kind of lost their touch with um what more of like their newer constituents um that you know became a voting age over the years kind of like think and like kind of what like they believe um and that really does impact policy um and you know that that ultimately impacts like who's helped um and who's really prioritized in the state yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just going to mention, too, I mean, this isn't, I mean, young people aren't aren't um, immune from this, but ego definitely does build over the years. Because I've, I've sat in some mm-hmm. of these committee meetings, and the things people say, because they know that, like, yeah, they're solidified in their spot, it's, uh-huh, it's pretty uh-huh. crazy, so. Are you, well, are you talking about on Capitol Hill? Well, oh, yeah, yeah, like, I, I'm trying to think, um, was it transportation committee? It's something that involved the transportation, but <laughs> I don't, I don't remember the, who the senator or the representative was, but yeah, it when people know, like, I mean, I could say this and I'll be fine. They will, they will do it. They will mm-hmm. say whatever they when want. They feel so. comfy. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah. They're well established. Yeah, it's true. I mean, new ideas, and also, I mean, thinking about little kids, like little kids question everything, and I think young people question everything, and then we sort of get to a point where, we're like, I don't know, I'm 41, but do we like give up, <laughs> or we just accept things as they are? You know, I th- there becomes a time when just generationally i think people sort of stop pushing mm-hmm. stop questioning or are or, or less willing to take like risks and really add i mean students have led so many movements over the years yeah. there's always student activists up front young people activists up front but i do think that we're kind of seeing like a little change to that where like i do see a little folks that are older yeah um that are kind of not really bending that way um in like having like you know they're they're desire and appetite to really ask questions and to really dig deeper into the truth of things Mm -hmm. um so more so than just like a youth thing it's you know more so like generationally like over time like i'm kind of like observing that change right and i mean obviously wisdom and experience 
is important. Absolutely, yeah. But I mean, if we don't, if we're gonna like continue having a functioning democracy, we need new blood. Yeah. Continually new blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, like, how do, like, what is it like to be in a town council meeting? Um, so it's. Do you feel like you're on equal footing with people who are older than you or have been there? A yeah, long time? you they, do. Yeah, and I like I pretty much get that treatment um, from all of my colleagues because it's like, yeah, like. I'm 21, but, like, you've seen and known me since I was, like, 14. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so you're not new to them. No, yeah. I am. I am. It's weird where it's, like, one of my colleagues and, like, one of my closest friends, he calls me, like, a young elder. Uh, uh, <laughs> where it's, like, yeah. Your um, political age is older. Yeah, like, in political <laughs> years, I'm, like, hitting my, like, 30s. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's, I think it's, it's a, interesting sort of experience where like at those the beginning of those meetings you kind of get to hear from people um all across town um on the issues that kind of matter to them most um and i'm a really big fan of when we have like tons and tons of people that are ready to just like submit like public comment yeah and it like takes like an hour plus Mm -hmm. um because like i just get to you know hear all sorts of like ideas that like i haven't even like thought about you know you'll have that one really old guy that's like lived in town his like whole entire life and is like in his 70s drops like a couple of gems like even if there's something that someone is saying that you like might generally disagree with like there's like some like tiny little like nugget of wisdom where you're like hmm like i am actually walking away with something Mm. um yeah, I think that's, like, the real beauty of, like, serving on, like, town council. Um, and yeah, like, some weeks, you know, your meeting is, like, an hour and a half. Um, but as we're, like, barreling towards budget season, like, I can easily foresee, like, a meeting that's, like, five hours. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah, with no, like, recess. It's just, like, yeah, we're just, like, duking it out uh, for that much amount of time. Yeah, really. Wow, wow. You know. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Yes, you can. And it, yeah, we, for, I mean, we can all do it. Oh, true. yeah. That's true. It, but it's like, it really is like a sort of thing where it's like when you're like running for office and knocking those doors and like the sweltering summer heat, it's like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to have to do this if I win. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. it's like that. Yeah, at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah, it really, I mean, uh, I feel like campaigning and also serving in office, it really is like a sport. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, athletic and it's like an endurance event and you know there's like events that are happening but it really like there are a lot of i think um connections to what it's like to be an athlete and participate in a team yeah mentally yeah mentally that's like a big one where it's like cool like that's conversations you've got to have with like your like family members like important people in your life where it's like even right now we're barreling towards like another like municipal year where it's like i'm talking to my girlfriend and it's like oh like yeah we're getting close to that time of the year so you're um, not well, gonna time see of me the two years well not necessarily okay yeah that's very possible um and likely right. uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's just like the those conversations where it's like cool like there's a serious like time commitment to this like this is something that like i like dearly right. like actually like care about um and yeah like i already know you support me but like yeah it's going to be like really instrumental to like me being able to come out on the other side of this like feeling good 
Because, like, you're going to be burnt out to some degree um, at, at the end of the election cycle, but you want to make sure that, like, it's a healthy, like, sustainable level of that where you're not going to be spending, like, the next three or four months. Like, you're going to spend two weeks just, like, chilling. Yep. Recovering. Yeah, yeah. and not, like, three months. Like, I yeah. feel like mostly when you're, when you're passionate, too, you're, you're going to be burnt out to some extent. Yes. Yeah. Right, it all it both gives you more energy to do what you're doing, but then like the burnout can be harder. Yeah, like I was burnt out um, at the end of 2021. I did not yeah. anticipate that it would. Also, pandemic. Of, I mean, yes, I think especially for me, it was like I was just running my race um, alongside like two of my really close friends. That I decided to kind of like team up with, kind of form our own like little collective. Yep. Um, and I, I don't think any of us like expected national attention so it was like the day after how was that to get national I got, like, attention i got it was it's just so weird because it's like i've never been like that kind of guy like i'm just like a really like quiet like closed and then people like, magazines person. like yeah people Abdul. Magazines just like like yeah and i was actually working at casas at the time um and it was like the morning after which like dang like i really didn't ask for a day off after the election where i was like up until like two um and yeah i'm just like tutoring a student and like my like watch is just going crazy with notifications and i'm just like dang like i've got to check this um after like i'm done with this session and it's like a reporter from the washington post she's like you have any time oh it's wow like, uh yeah i low-key gotta finish my shift at work but <laughs> I'll, I'll call you back i love that <laughs> like, like, it's yeah. so it's so real. It's such a oh, I love that. this humble leader. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pre to preface too, I I I walked in. Just it's hard to go back to the beginning, and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, Abdul, like I haven't seen you forever. Congratulations on everything. He's like, yeah, nah, it's it's whatever. Yeah, it's not whatever. It's just like dang, like I I think I'm just stepping into the fact of realizing like how real that experience was when everything like first mm -hmm. happened. Where it's like I could randomly be in New Haven Sometimes like there was one time I was in Hartford And there was someone that was just like hey Abdul Like and I was just like wait I, I don't really Know you but like <laughs> yeah like Thanks like and I remember like I got like DMs From like people in like Colorado and Oh wow all that weird stuff and it's Just like dang like I like I wish I really knew who you were But like I, I don't and like that, That's been one of the more realistic things I've had To come to the terms to because I'm used to like everybody That like knows of me or is in my Circle like you also know me them. knowing them too Sure it's like yeah. I feel like really sucky Because it's like I wish like I could have that like Interpersonal like relationship with like Every single one of them but that's not Really feasible yeah Such a kind Spirited person you are Public figure. I know <laughs> I know I mean uh, Do you have aspirations Of running for higher office so I think that um, I'm, I really try to not think of it in that way. Like where I, like, I try to think of it in like a step by step thing where it's like where I'm at right now. Like I've had like my priorities where it's like cool, like making sure just like, you know, small things that haven't really been taken care of. Like there was a flooding situation in my district that hadn't been solved for like 50 or 60 years. Like oh my finally goodness. got like the funding to like fix like that street, like all the drainage issues. It's like, cool. Like I ran on like infrastructure, policing, housing, and like a dabbling, like a little bit of environmentalism in there. It's like, yep. if I'm running for a higher office, like I need another set of like, cool. Like this is why I'm actually running. Right. Like the people that I have around me are like ready and willing to like organize on these issues. Cause it's like, I'm a big fan of the real big, like inside outside game where it's like, cool. I have institutional power, mm -hmm. but I have even more power with like 
the people I represent and like the broader community and like that's right. how I'm going to leverage it. So like it really has to have like that dual like sense like mm. for it to like really make sense. So it's like it's not something I'd say no to outright, but it's like cool. It's definitely have to it has to make sense. Right. Mm. And it has to be it has to serve a need that you see and that feels real to you. You're not just like there are some people who want to be career politicians for a variety of reasons some of them more noble than others um but what i'm hearing from you is it's like it has, it has to be a community or a part of or for a specific set of reasons where you feel like the, running for that office would be the best way to yeah because it's like do that. i think in my story like i essentially don't have to run for office forever it's like i've been the guy that's been just like yeah. oh i'm going to show up to this and you know now i've officially like been like the legislator you know in the candidate and like everything really in between that where it's like cool like if running doesn't make sense for me and um it really doesn't you know take a bite at those issues that like i've you know dedicated myself to mm-hmm. like i can very easily find another way to like positively impact the world and like being an elected isn't the only way i could make change like, mm. You know, that's a really good way to think about it. I, um, it's not like a an all or nothing in or out kind of a game. It's like you might be in office for a few years now and then go off and do a lot of other things and then maybe be in office again later or not. But it's not just like you either do it or you don't. Yeah, it's not necessarily like a lifetime commitment. It's like no, it's a two right. year commitment. Uh, yeah, that like you know, mid year, midway through those two years, it's like okay, like it's the rethinking of like, hmm, do I want to like actually like do this again? Like, why am I doing it? Um, I think that was something that uh Senator Winfield actually dropped on me, where he was like, if you can't come up with like a good reason to run, other than like I just want to run, right? <laughs> probably should not be it. Um, you know, in the, the research I was doing for this episode, I also saw that one of the things that, that gets young people to run for office is either having some political experience. So just like you're talking about working on a campaign, meeting those people in class or having role models and or that both of those like seeing somebody and being like, oh, like Abdul, like he's doing it like I could also do that, too. Um, and I think about, you know, for me as a professor. I always had really great teachers and I wanted to be like them. So, um, and I particularly liked, I mean, English and my literature teachers, I suppose it would, I, maybe I could be a chemist if I liked <laughs> those classes <laughs> or those teachers better, but I didn't. Um, but I wonder for you, like for both of y'all, uh, maybe Alex, you first, um, were there role models like either growing up or in the world around you that have you, like that had you, you know, run for SGA. So I mean, I I'm so happy we're gonna get to talk about this again because um, we had a little bit of chat before. But I know, and I was uh, like, stop talking. Yeah, yeah. You got interesting <laughs> yeah. things to say. I gotta hit record. Um, but hopefully, I don't take too much of what you're gonna say, Abdul. But it, it, it's similar. It's a similar process for me where um, every time I meet someone and I kind of like am impressed or I see something that I'm like, wow, like I would love to do that. It's kind of like I take bits and pieces of what they're doing and I just look at that. Um. Cause I don't really like, it's tough for me. I don't, I don't really like put anyone on a pedestal, so to speak. Um, when I look at someone, so like they can be inspiring to me, but I don't know if I would say like, Oh, this is like my role model. Like this is what I'm thinking about when like I'm doing certain stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, like again, like in terms of student government, it was something as small as like a silly, um, competition between me and my girlfriend. Um, but like the, 
board at the time was definitely like I guess some type of like role model for me as a whole. So what they were doing, like they were working on issues that they really cared about, and they all showed that they were passionate, and that was enough for me to be like, wow, like this is something that's possible. Um, so more of like a collective modeling. Yeah, like it's yeah. like I look at the behavior and how people, especially like on boards and like um, different organizations, like oh, like if this is like really how it works and, and this is what they're doing. And that also works vice versa. Like if I see something that I really don't agree with them, like, wow, they're running this really poorly. Like, let me do it. Oh, That's also something uh, that will kind of inspire role model. <laughs> 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 I, mean, well, I mean, I guess that more happens now because I've done I stuff. I could do this better. Yeah. yeah so, um, but I don't know. So that, that's, that's kind real. of, that's kind of how I've seen it in the past for me. So, yeah. I don't know if it's different for you. Yeah. It, that, that kind of is how I do it. Um, I think, and it's also weird for me where I really do try to stray away from having role models. Um, I'm more of like a, oh, this person like is a mentor. Oh. Sure. Um, Cause I feel like, you know, when we ascribe like the meaning of a role model to people, um, we, we put people on too high of a pedestal Yeah, yeah. where it's like, cool. Like my mentors don't exactly have to be like the most perfect people. Um, they're pretty great people. Um, like, you know, there's, you know, things that I'll like pick at and I'm like, "Mm," like, I don't really actually like agree with this too much or like you could probably do the things like this way. And that's like a much like more like sound way of actually like going about how you do things. Um, so I think that's how it's always really been for like me. Um, and I think it's sometimes maybe even unfair to call people, you know, your role models. Um, cause you, you just put uh, a level of real pressure on them that kind of divorces them from the ability to really be human. Um, cause we're all really imperfect, um, and make mistakes. Um, but with that, it's kind of weird. Cause I've had people tell me that I'm their role model. Um, you're like, please yeah. call me mentor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, like that's totally cool. I'm like really happy and pleased to know that like, you know, I inspire you in that kind of way. Um, but like, I hope more so that like I can be like a person to person sort of mentor where it's like, cool. Like maybe everything that I do is not, you know, the most perfect, perfect way to do things where it's like, I loved the campaign experience so much um, before, you know, I was a candidate and stuff where it's like, I'd have a, 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 a intern that had only been doing work for like two months. And, like, I was up to, like, three-ish years. And, like, they showed me a new way to do things. And it's, like, I didn't know that's how you could actually do. Like, I didn't know that was a new way to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, I feel like when you put the idea of role model, like, you kind of take away from that, like, kind of more so, like, rather than teacher and student, like. Right, with the hierarchy. Like, yeah, like, I yeah, like yeah, to, yeah. like, really break down that hierarchy. Um, and that's why I'm not really a big fan of, like, role models too much. And have you have you ever, like, caught yourself putting someone on that pedestal like you kind of you like you've only seen like the good stuff so you're like you know i don't know i don't know if yes that right. took mm-hmm. years to undo really? <laughs> <laughs> yes i used to place oh my god so many people mm-hmm. um on pedestals um and that kind of like took away from like my ability to kind of see how like you can take some of the work that um people that you know do inspire you do um but like make it much better um and i as a mentor would feel much better if someone was able to kind of take some of the things that i taught them um and things that they kind of learned from me and like produce something even like better right Um, yeah i even think also sets like it it makes it easier for you to also set unrealistic expectations for yourself. Absolutely. Like, when I, cause I, I talked about, I was playing, um, I played soccer in high school and, um, of course I was 
like every other kid that played soccer um, at a young age, I was like, oh, I love Messi, I love Ronaldo. Yeah. So I would watch them play all the time, and I'd be like, oh my god, if I just like train harder and like do try to do the same thing yeah. they do, like I'll I'll I'll, be, I'll go pro. Um, and that was so bad for my mental because yeah, I would ma- sure. I would make a mistake and I'd be like, wow, like I'm the worst. Like why can I just do what they're doing? So um not only does it like put a lot of pressure on the, the person you're saying is a role model but it's gonna no, it's gonna make it harder for yourself yeah absolutely yeah. yeah i mean i experienced that as a cartoonist and my mentor linda berry i mean i do i mean i do call her my mentor i learned everything i know from her mm-hmm. um and she's a very charismatic person she's truly like one of a kind and i do i don't want to say i idolize her but I do constantly sort of compare myself. Like, why can't I be more like her as a teacher? Why can't I do what she's doing? And it's because she truly is like, I mean, we're obviously different people, but like nobody else, like she really is like a, I'm even doing it right now. I can't help it. I can't help it. But I like what, what she's always trying to do. Cause like many people I know who works with her struggle with that too. Like being their own, taking what they learn and really owning it for themselves, like being our own people yeah, mm. and like just shining in that way versus trying to replicate somebody who's already out there doing the thing. Yeah. yeah I think I'd only say like, I, I backtrack and only say that I only have one real like role model. I um, mean, it's just like for a plethora of reasons, uh, Chris Smalls from the Amazon United Union. Mm. Um, oh yeah. Yes. He's, he's perhaps like one of my only real role models. Yep. Um, and that like he kind of reminds me that there isn't a specific archetype that you have to fit um, to be in the work of just like organizing advocacy and whatever because um, I'll see him pull up with like Yankee fitted and do rag yeah um, and I'll be like cool that is amazing he's doing his work in his own space and he's not conforming to and this is what life. a leader looks like yes and yeah. th- like a leader can look like so many different things right and that's even to the point where it's like right now I'm just wearing like sweats um and like, like currently right now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at this very moment and a rugs, yeah. r- rugrats um teacher because you're yeah, a young like, elder that's yeah, yeah like a rugrats teacher <laughs> where it's like um like of course like when the time like when i'm in a meeting like yeah well some meetings i kind of been the norms a bit um sure. but like i'm trying to like get people to understand that like a leader does not come in like one shape or size absolutely it does, a leader does not come in like a three-piece suit um or like a pantsuit like you can do the work you know so far as you're doing the work and doing it how you really want to um it's like you should take space um to like really just be yourself um so true so true i i did one time in similar vein like i was doing a presentation um for a class or maybe it was, you know it was for a class and um i sat down because i was like yeah i mean i feel like you know i want to be in the same level and the professor was like what is going on so um i totally agree with abdul you can you kind of in some sense you kind of want to say your own rules i think but i also want to say like i think there is a comfortable or not a comfortable way but like a healthy way to to have role models and idolize people i think i don't think i don't think it's fair to say like you can't do that or that it's bad but um I think when it's more of like, okay, you're looking at what they do and you're like, you really admire it. It's that's very different from like trying to replicate it. Like you said, Casey. So like, I think that's also important to know. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think being able to see yourself as a leader is what's really important in terms like, which maybe is not maybe role models, not the right word, but like, if you just look at leaders and just see like, okay, like leaders are old white guys in three piece suits. And (laughs) if that's not you, then you're like, well, like that, that's not a space for me. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think like 
that's where it really matters if it's like, oh, somebody who, who looks like me, talks like me, comes from the community that I come from, they're also serving this leadership position. I think that can just like, that can really be a big aha moment yeah. Yeah. for people. And also for, for folks feeling represented and being represented in ways perhaps that they never felt before. Absolutely. Politically. Yes. All right, y'all. Well, this has been such a, a excellent conversation. And again, like, see, and I also fall into the trap of being like, look, everybody, young people are going to save us. Because every time we record <laughs> an episode with like two like student leaders or with student leaders, people always like come back to us and they're like, wow, that was so inspiring, you know, and that's <laughs> a lot of pressure to put on y'all. But I do hope that listeners, as you have some time to reflect, hopefully over the new year, you know, digest uh, this the past 12 months that I hope that you add this conversation to the mix and think about, you know, what your highest contributions are, or as Abdul was talking about, you know, what are the ways where you can most effectively make a difference um, in the community um, where you live? And maybe that could include running for and serving in political office. Maybe it's about strengthening pathways for youth, inviting um, local uh, elected officials into your classrooms, um, making those connections. So, Alex Abdul, thank you so much for joining us today. This thank was you. Yeah, no, thank you. And I'm, you know, for any listener, I am an open book. Like, if there is a way that you want to get in contact, you know, to talk to me about, like, whether you're interested in running for office yes. or not, like, feel free to, you know, find your way to contact me. Um, and I always love talking about that with uh, folks that reach out. Oh, that's amazing. How should people contact you? Um, You can. Cool. I'll just drop my phone number. Uh, 203-343-0781. I'm that much of a man of the people. Yes, you are. <laughs> love that. We could even put that in the show notes yeah, or I make people that. listen. If they listen all the way through, then they yeah, get, that's a little get the digits. <laughs> yeah, it's like an end credit. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. The, the, you know, we, this is a wrap on season five. So thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to both of you again for being here today. This was super fun. I hope we can come back. Yeah.